Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burragoon campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Spend a moment this morning just stand in the presence of the Lord. And as you're standing, just be aware of the presence of God with you. I want you to take a moment just to call to mind some of those things for which you are thankful to the Lord, for His faithfulness, for His goodness. You might be in a terrible time at the moment, but what are the good things? What are the good things you can call to mind? Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness, O God. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for Him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him. To the one who seeks Him. It's good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Lord, we wait on you this morning. We wait for you. We ask that you be with us. We ask that you speak to our hearts, to the very core of our being, those things that are dear to us and near to us, the things that trouble us, the things that cause us to lie awake at night. Lord, we bring them to you. Pray, Father, that you would speak to our hearts this morning. Give us ears to hear, we pray, what the Spirit of God is saying to his church today. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Thanks to the team. Good morning. Great to have the kids with us this morning. And um, with that in mind, um, this this introductory message will be uh, just a little shorter than usual. Some parents will be greatly relieved by that. Uh, Welcome to those of you joining online as well, for wherever you are, we're grateful to have you with us. Well, it's a new month. means we're a third of the way through winter. That's good news, isn't it? (laughs) So we've got a new series, and the new series is called Spiritual Rhythm, and it's loosely based on this book uh, of the same title, yep, back one, thank you, Being With Jesus Every Season of Your Soul, it's a book by Mark Buchanan, and um, we'll be preaching from the Word of God, of course, but along the way we'll be just plucking some thoughts and ideas from this book. It's a pretty easy, light read. I would say, and uh, so with that in mind, we've ordered about 20 copies for our bookshop in case you wanted to pick up a copy. They're not there yet, but you can order your copy. They'll be here within a couple of weeks, we hope. And uh, there's also an audio book version if that's your thing. 
But in the first part of the book, uh, Mark Buchanan talks about seasons, the, uh, the four literal seasons of uh, summer, autumn, winter, and spring. And he draws some parallels with life. And this idea that in life, we all go through different seasons, all of which are important for our spiritual growth and development. Here's a quote from early in the book. He says, uh, he says, if we're to bear much fruit, if that's the goal of the Christian life, then the best model for spiritual maturity is seasons. And listen to this. Fruit grows in seasons. And all seasons are necessary for growing it. We've got that quote up. Thanks, Ross. And seasons are as much about what is not happening as what is. It has as much to do with inactivity as activity, waiting as with working, barrenness as with abundance, dormancy as with vitality. For everything there is a season. It's a good word, isn't it? Years ago, um, I used to attend an annual Christian conference that um, blessed me in many ways, and I'm thankful for it. But each year at the conference, the organisers would say things like, next year, I'd say this every year, next year is going to be even bigger and even better. And everyone would excitedly shout, Amen. Uh, because, you know, as followers of Jesus, we, we want to live in victory, don't we? We want to be those who are uh, triumphant in that sense because uh, we recognise that Jesus has won the victory over death. And so we want to live with that mind, with a, this kind of sense of uh, victory in our lives. But there's a danger in that, I'd suggest. And the danger is of being overly triumphalistic to a degree that's not real and is unhelpful, particularly to those who find themselves in the midst of a severe winter season in their lives. What I've discovered as I've gotten older <laughs> is that life is just, is just not like that. We don't actually just go from strength to strength to strength. Actually, the reality is there's something of an ebb and flow of life. So life has its ups and it has its downs. It has its highs and it has its lows. And that's not lacking in faith. It's a deeper faith, actually, that finds God in the valley of the shadow of death, where I fear no evil, for you are with me. It's a faith that finds God in the valleys as well as in the highs of life. Just this week I sat with a couple who are at a very low point of despair. It's like I tell you, it's really, it's winter. It's a deep, dark winter at their house, at their home, because of their circumstances. And um, as we shared together, at one point the wife, who was sort of slumped in a chair in the corner looking just defeated, she said this to me, I know I'm not supposed to feel this way, <laughs> but I just feel as though God has abandoned me. Like, where are you, God? Where are you? And very quickly I said, no, no, it's absolutely fine for you to feel that way. In fact, it's healthy to express it. She looked a bit taken aback. 
And uh, I said, look, read the Psalms. Psalm 88. Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? In fact, Psalm 88, if you, you know, you, often you get to the end of the Psalms and the psalmist kind of goes, oh, yes, but, but Lord, I trust in you. And they kind of come around in the end. Psalm 88 doesn't do that. The last verse of Psalm 88 says, darkness is my closest friend. Wow. Amen. Do you want to say amen to that? That's where they're at. Psalm 6, all night long, I flood my bed with weeping. Not very triumphant, is it? But it's real and it's raw and it's honest. And I think God loves that. Now God is with her. Of course God is with her closer than she knows. But I found it interesting that she began to perk up a bit after that. For the first time, there was a bit of light in her eyes, maybe because I'd given her permission to feel what she was feeling in the cold darkness of her winter season. For everything, there's a season. I think I've shared this story before, but a few years ago, Margie and I were returning from a silent retreat up in New North Sea, and um, on the way home, we bumped into a pastor, a friend of mine in a cafe in the Swan Valley, and uh, I told him, you know, we've just had this wonderful time of retreat. We've just returned from this retreat. And um, he said, well, uh, in our church, we don't retreat, we just advance. <laughs> and I thought... Well, that's just stupid. <laughs> and it is, in fact, it's dangerously unsustainable. Read the Gospels. Jesus had times when he was extremely busy, facing all sorts of pressures, and then he had other times when he would retreat to a lonely place, either by himself or with his disciples, to rest and to be refreshed so Jesus understood that there were different seasons of life. There were different seasons of the heart. And we need the presence of Christ and the wisdom of Christ to know how to make the most of every season and every moment. There's a spiritual rhythm to life that beats to a different drum than the drum of the world. And that spiritual rhythm is discovered only through a close walk with Jesus through every different season of life. The ups and the lows, the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows. Just a brief reading this morning and a familiar one from Matthew 11, 28 to 30, which I'm going to read from the NIV and then the message, which is a paraphrase, but a very helpful one in this case. So first of all, from the NIV, where these are the words of Jesus, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then a beautiful paraphrase from the message. Are you tired, worn out? Burned out on religion, come to me. 
Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Who needs a real rest? (laughs) Jesus says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Amen indeed. That right there is a description of life as I want to live it. And my prayer for myself and for you is that together we'll learn some things through this series over the next couple of months about discovering and nurturing a spiritual rhythm that is healthy and sustainable that will lead to lives that bear the fruit of the Spirit. And so our um, specific topic, and very briefly this morning, is balancing or not. It comes from a thought expressed in Buchanan's book that uh, stopped me in my tracks, actually. It made me think, which is a good thing. Uh, See if you agree with this idea. He talks about the myth of balance. This idea that as we seek to balance our responsibilities, which we all do, our responsibilities of work and family and leisure, the myth is that there's this magical point of equilibrium where everything is in perfect balance. And if we can only find that magical point of balance, our lives will be at peace. Well, Buchanan argues that actually there's no such magical point. There are only seasons, and seasons are inherently unbalanced and varied. And so the watchword for seasons is not balance, it's rhythm. And rhythm requires a different approach. And then he uses this example. He says, you know, you seek balance when you stand up in a kayak. I don't know if any of you go kayaking ever. Um, Seems unwise to stand up in a kayak, but if you do, you need balance. Staying in the boat depends on it. But you seek rhythm when you paddle the kayak. Getting anywhere depends on it. And so there's balance needed in that case too, but it's a balance that flows out of the rhythm. You know, Margie and I enjoy an early morning walk by the river and uh, on these very still mornings, the local rowing clubs are often out and about and you can see that when they find their rhythm together as they, as they row in formation, they find this rhythm together and there's an ease with which the boat glides across the water. Well, Peterson uses this beautiful phrase, learn the unforced rhythms of grace, wonderful turn of phrase. How do we do that? Come to me, says Jesus, and I'll give you rest. So Jesus' invitation is to all, but particularly to those who are weary and burdened. These days, an awful lot of people fall into one or both of those categories. How often do you meet people who just seem to be tired all the time, fatigued by life and its pressures, burdened, weighed down by life's responsibilities, work 
family pressures, tension from fractured relationships. Maybe I'm describing you. Well, let me remind you this morning, the gospel is really good news for those people, really good news for you people, if you're in that category. Jesus issues you with a personal invitation, come to me and I'll give you rest. There's a refreshing of heart and mind and soul that comes to us as a result of spending time in the presence of Jesus. And that's not only in his removing the negatives, taking from us things like uncertainty and fear and anxiety and despair, but then positively in his providing for us, imparting to us things like his peace. My peace I give to you, he says. Imparting to us things like his joy. He wants us to have his joy, that assurance of salvation. And so Jesus says, Take my yoke upon you. Now, yoke is not a word that we use very often anymore unless we're talking about eggs benedict at infused cafe. It's a different kind of yoke where my yoke is runny and my bacon is light. It's also very good for the soul, by the way. Eggs benedict, goodness. But in Jewish literature... The yoke represented the sum total of the responsibilities and obligations a person had to take on themselves to fulfil the requirements of the law. That was referred to as, as a yoke. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What he means by that is he means accept my teaching that a person is saved not by adhering to a whole bunch of different religious rules and regulations. A person is saved by simply trusting me and doing life with me. We overly complicate things at times. Walk with me, says Jesus. And so in those days, a, a yoke was, was literally like a wooden frame that fitted over a person's shoulders or an animal's shoulders, designed actually to make... Uh, a burden easier to carry by distributing the weight evenly to both sides of the body. So the yoke wasn't a burdensome thing. In fact, it was a wonderful farming tool, a wonderful tool just designed to make life easier. Having said that, there were times, of course, when the burden was just too heavy and the Pharisees and teachers of the law were accused by Jesus of tying up heavy, cumbersome loads and putting them on other people's shoulders. These loads of responsibilities and rules, religious rules and regulations. By contrast, Jesus says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come to me. And the outcome is rest. Rest for your soul. Summarised beautifully in a very early translation of the Bible uh, called the, the, the Syriac New Testament, also called the Peshitta, and I love this translation. Come to me and I will rest you. For I am restful and you shall find rest for yourselves. And so we understand this is not the rest of a holiday in Bali or a, a break from work, wonderful though those things might be. It's the rest of sonship. It's the rest of the deep sense of peace and contentment you discover when you know 
you are in right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Rest. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know that I belong. Rest. It's the yoke of love, not of duty. It's the response of the free, not the duty of the obligated. Walk with me, says Jesus, and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace, keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. It's not a bad summary of the goal of this series that we discover that spiritual rhythm together. So as we close this morning, let me ask you a question. What season are you in right now? Let me help you with some definitions of the season. You might be in a winter season, that's everything just seems a bit bleak and cold and dark and difficult. This is a difficult season that you're in right now. You might be in a season of spring where there's new beginnings and there's a, a kind of a freshness to your life, wonderful time. You might be in a summer season where life is kind of fun and cruisy and uh, maybe it's kind of an easygoing season for you. Be thankful for that. Or perhaps you're in an autumn season where there's lots of things changing and uh, maybe you feel a sense of loss. Maybe it's difficult for you to deal with the changes that are going on in your life around you, the season that you're in. Why don't we, let's just bow in prayer for a moment. And as we bow together, just focus on the Lord. I want you to take a moment right now to recognise Jesus present with you in your current season. He's with you in the highs. He's with you in the lows. God is your ever-present help. Whether you feel it or not, The Lord is near. Lord, I want to pray in particular this morning for those who find themselves in not only a physical winter this current season, but in the in the spirit, they would say, actually I'm I'm in a, a season of winter in my life, in my relationships. It's a bit bleak and cold and dark and difficult. Lord, we thank you that we can be honest about that. We can be honest with you and with one another. It's actually, it's just pretty dark at the moment. And so like the Psalmists, we cry out to you. Where are you, Lord? What are you doing? Why is it so hard? And yet like the psalmists, we also resolve 
to recognise that you're somehow in it with us in the midst of it. Lord, I pray too for those who find themselves in an autumn season where lots of things are changing. Change is difficult, Lord. We often want things just to stay as they are, but they don't, they change. We feel a sense of loss. We feel a bit lost sometimes in the midst of change. But Lord, once again, we recognise that you are with us. And Lord, for those in those good seasons of new beginnings of life, good seasons of summer where things are just fun and life is going well. We're thankful, Lord, to you. Help us not to lose sight of you in those good seasons when we actually need you just as much. We thank you that you walk with us, that you work with us, that you invite us to walk with you, to work with you. Lord, through the different seasons of life, we're thankful for your presence. We ask that you lead us and guide us Reveal yourself to us and show us what it is that you're doing and saying. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.